Welcome to Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Larry Evans, Michael Downs, and Jim Ruddle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Evans, along with my co-hosts, Michael Doms and Jim Ruddle. See, the thing is, you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, now this guy's a chump, am I right? No, a fucking geek. A, a fucking like. geek. A geek, exactly, like all right? But what you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard <laughs> goddamn work making something this pretty look like a chump. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. So week five is almost in the book, fellas. Uh, what did you guys think of the games this week? You know what? It's been about two weeks since I've been on here. I uh, I was at my son's wedding. Congratulations, Jimmy and Olivia. Um, when I left here last, I was 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Now I'm 3-1-1. One, and one. Also, where I was 0-3 in the PPR league, I got a shot at 2-3. Uh, I'm up 15 points, and the other guy's got a kicker. He's got Carlson the kicker on Monday Night Football. But I, I took a zero at, at quarterback because I started Teddy Bridgewater this week. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, the games were the games are good. I was looking at the games next week. Na- games next week are going to be even better, man. It's Buffalo, Kansas City next week. Drop everything. Interesting. All right, Mike, how did uh, what did you think of the games this week? Well, first, I want to also say uh, congratulations to Little Jimmy. I, I, I just always know him as Little Jimmy. So was our uh, truth at his wedding? I tried, to, I tried to book him. He wouldn't come. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, my team scored early and often this week. Man, I I just couldn't believe it, especially the early games today. I, that long 98-yard touchdown to Gabe Davis and then Chubb breaking tackles, doing what he does. Then my scoring kind of let off a little bit. But right now I'm up about 37 points. Larry has Burrow and Carlson left, while I have Mixon, Higgins, and Kelsey left. I, I like my chances this week. Yeah, I like your chances too. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll mirror Mike's uh, sentiments. Can congratulations to your son there, Jim. Um, Thank you. And then, uh, yeah, man, a lot of high scoring games this week. It's almost like the NFL, you know, sent out a notice saying, "Hey, don't play defense this week." Um, you know, and then also we're seeing the effects of the new concussion protocols. A lot of players got knocked out this week, as well as me. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Dude, I actually think this new concussion amendment, it might actually change the rules of fantasy next year. If it if it gets as bad as I think it's going to get, where we got five to six stars every week sitting out because of what used to be just minor dings, man. This is going to this is going to get hairy, especially well, when we get the bye weeks in here. Yeah. I agree. And uh, Jen and I were talking about this earlier this week when we were talking about uh, quarterbacks on the wire. Uh, I'm sorry. We talked about this last week. Uh this whole where you lose a quarterback at uh, two, three minutes into a game and you're kind of screwed. I told her, I said, well, in one league, I said, I don't know if our league will go for it, but one league I used to be and we did team quarterbacks so that let's say you lost Dak Prescott in the first quarter, whoever backs him up, you had that quarterback too. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up as well, Mike, that, uh, you know, that that may be when Jim's talking about changes to fantasy football, that may be where you see it, right? Because, you know, it's it's one thing that you, you're going to see that at different positions, but at quarterback where you're really only starting one, you know, that may be 
you know, the go-to change, um, the rule change for as far as fantasy is concerned. Yeah. Well, think about it. You're going to the third, like the Patriots went to their third, like guys, they're going to the third stringers now. It's not like you're getting a huge advantage, but you're just not taking a zero. I mean, just taking the zero sucks. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is, I mean, you know, take, for example, that they're already at their third-string quarterback, and they bring in an emergency quarterback. With a team quarterback, you got that covered. Yeah. Serious considering, but we'll see how bad it gets. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, uh, you had a a blockbuster trade today. Why don't you fill fill everybody in on that? Well, yeah, this kind of came in out of left field. Well, yeah, kind of out of left field at about 11, 15, 11, 20 this morning. For about a week now, Rick and I have been talking back and forth about a Dobbins for uh, my J.K. Dobbins for his Joe Mixon trade. And I didn't necessarily like that because I like Dobbins much more long term. So that kind of cooled off because of players that were getting thrown in just didn't mix. Then I late, later in the week, I threw an offer out there just for our backup running backs. He has Josh Jacobs. So I put Zamir White in there just for Michael Carter straight up. And he never responded, so I pulled that. Then all of a sudden, out of the blue this morning, Rick texts me and says, I sent you an offer. And I looked at it, and it was Do- me giving up uh, J.K. Dobbins, Zamir White, and Tyreek Hill for Joe Mixon, A.J. Brown, and Michael Carter. I really thought about that, and I've talked to you guys about it. And at the end of the day, I've, I love Tyreek Hill, but I've been wanting to get out of that game for about a year and a half now. And I finally saw the opportunity to do it. It had to be for A.J. Brown or someone of that caliber. And I hate losing Dobbins because I love him. But, man, this puts me in a position to just smoke the league this year. I mean, I've got my running backs are just ridiculous now. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I jumped on that deal. Yeah, dude, this isn't a deal that you're not making thinking of two years from now. This is win it this year. And I I think you just pretty much solidify it. You know, injuries being what they may, I think you pretty much solidified it, man, at least on your division. Oh, and in the offseason, I can look at next year and trade some of these guys off. So, yeah, when I saw that that trade offer this morning, this is what I thought. Now, let's you just drop them pants. <laughs> Were you looking in a mirror when you said that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking I was thinking that somebody had to drop their pants to get it in the b- behind, and then uh, Mike was probably dropping his pants to start uh, ma- uh, roster baiting. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The fact that I had to sit and actually think about if I was going to start Fournette or Mixon this week. <laughs> yeah, that's t- that's tough, man. That's real fucking rough. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a good deal. It was. It's a good deal for both sides, but uh, especially for you. Thanks. Yeah. So before we uh, jump into our next segment, let's check the music charts. And would you look at that? Here is the number one song in Colombia. Champ, 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 And that, folks, is what you get when you cross that song with plenty of drugs. Word up. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the waiver wire targets for week six. So we're recording this on Sunday night. Actually, the Sunday afternoon games aren't even complete yet. So some of the players that we're going to mention may or may not be available in your league based on the size of your leagues and roster sizes. 
Jim, you, you have a note here about uh, the teams that are on by. We're getting into hairy times now. Now, I mean, we've been doing waiver wire episodes for the first five weeks. You know, it's just to alert people on what now it's important. Now you got actual guys like Derrick Henry and uh, Derek Carr and, and Josh Jacobs that are going to be sitting this week. Now is when the cream rises. Can you work the waiver wire? You got to do it. If you don't do it, you're done. You're toast. I don't care if you're five and zero right now. If you don't work the waiver wire during the buys, you're fucked. Yeah. So the and other- the teams, and I'm sorry, the teams on a buy are Tennessee, the Raiders, Detroit, and Houston. Yeah. So the other thing that I'll add to that as well is that you know take a look at your rules and and figure out you know can you have a, a position where a bye week player is still in there. So take for example, like for a kicker. You know, can you keep that bye week kicker in there, or do you actually have to make a move and and have a, a you know a kicker in there that's actually playing a game? You know, it may be strategic if if your rules allow it to just keep that player in there. If you know that maybe you're you're only carrying one, and you may not be able to get that player back. Some some hairy d- defense, and if you fall in love with the kicker and a defense, uh, this is where this is where the hair comes to the nuts, man. You, you got to make decisions. Yeah, there's. I don't think there's a kicker I like enough that I'd take a zero at the spot. I even if you couldn't get your guy back the next week, there's plenty out there. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I'm seriously considering it. I, I'm getting quite good at streaming these kickers. I I had Koo last week, dropped them at 11:45. I dropped Koo for Nick Folk this week. I mean, you can call it luck, but I mean, there's just certain things you look for. Bad defense, bad offense. Bad offense is going to drive some on the bad defense but not score a touchdown that worked today. And I mean, that's going to be my formula going forward. No, that's, that's good. All right. So let's go ahead and take a look at these week six waiver wire targets. So Jim, why don't you go ahead and get us started? Well, this is a guy I've been waiting for. I've been kind of thinking it happened a little bit later than I thought it was going to, but Kenny Pickett for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. You don't judge him on the performance today. He is a rookie against really good defenses. He's going to struggle. But he, I, I think he's shown the leadership uh, qualities that Mr. Trubisky hasn't. Trubisky hasn't. Today was just a, a test. He maybe he was a little cocky coming in. Buffalo put him in his place. I think he, he he's gonna better better mindset for next week. He's got Tampa, but they're at home. Pittsburgh's in a desperation mode. I think now's the time to get Pickett. You don't start him against Tampa. Watch and learn. But he's a guy to have on your roster as a backup. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that's going to get better, right? I mean, he's coming in here and he's playing against some pretty tough defenses right off the bat, and he's going to learn from that and he's going to get better. All right, so uh, the next guy that I've got here is Geno Smith. So I'm as shocked as everybody else that he's playing as as well as he is. And, uh, you know, he used to be known as a game manager, and now he's throwing the ball down the field. You know, he's getting that ball to uh, met crap and uh, to lock it quite a bit. I thought you were going to call him lick it. <laughs> <laughs> met crap and lick it. <laughs> I had to call him met crap since he had to be uh, carted to the washroom last week. So, <laughs> but yeah, I like Gino. Yeah. Beware. Gino shit. No, I just called him D- Gino shit. Gino Smith. Watch out for guys putting up numbers against Detroit. Ramondre Stevenson had just this monster game. That Detroit defense is probably the worst defense I've seen in this league in five years. Yeah, it's a good barometer of they're going to get playing time based off their performance against Detroit, but don't go apeshit all in on these guys based on how they do on Detroit. They still have to play the rest of the league. 
And Geno Smith put up an awful big game against Detroit. It, that that defense is, is barely high school. He put up some big numbers today against a good Saints defense, though. No, I, I, I'm just saying. I, I'm not. Dis, I'm not disqualifying it. He should be picked up. But I'm just. It's more of a general warning of what the De- Detroit defense is bringing this year. Oh yeah. And it's start everybody against them. But if you got somebody, if you have a big game against them, that's probably their ceiling for a lot of these guys. Yep. No, I agree. Start start every way you can against Detroit. So, Mike, who do you have? Okay, my guy here was going to be Skylar Thompson, but this that then it got into me. It got to be a bigger thought for me. Uh, I would say whoever your top starting quarterback is right now, grab that uh, grab that starter's backup for the team. Like for Josh Allen, it'd be uh, God. I'm drawing a blank on who Josh Allen's backup is. He played a little I didn't bit today, tell you, dude. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, because with this new concussion rule uh, to the protocol, change to the protocol, there are going to be a lot of quarterbacks getting pulled in that tent and not coming back. Almost to the point where I think as a league, as leagues go, you probably might want to monitor this. And we were saying earlier in the episode, maybe considering like a team quarterback roster spot instead of uh, just individual quarterbacks. But yeah, I would say whoever you're, starter is grab their backup and at least have him on the back burner. Okay. Jim, who do you have for your next uh, waiver wire pickup? Well, we're going to start with the wide receivers and I've been calling for Pickett to Pickens all off season. I think it starts next week. Tampa Bay can be had deep. And I think Pittsburgh at home is going to be in desperation mode. Tampa Bay isn't a world beater by any means. And I think, especially with their roles on the team coming up together, I think there's an automatic connection with Pickett to Pickens. And I think Pickens blows up next week. Get him now before he blows up. Yeah, I've been I've been waiting for this as well. Yeah. All right, so Mike, who do you yeah. have? Oh, go ahead, Jim. Oh, I'm sorry, but we've been kind of hyping him. But now, now that Pickett's officially the starting quarterback, get Pickett, if he hasn't already been picked up in your league, get him now before they have that first big game together. You'll thank me later, but not by Twitter. <laughs> All right, Mike. So who do you have? Okay. Yeah. My backup quarterback for Josh Allen is uh case Keenum, by the way. Uh, but my guy here is Romeo Dobbs. He is absolutely looking like the number one receiver in green Bay. Now Randall Cobb did have a decent game today too, but he's crap. Most of the time, he's not the guy you want. It's Dobbs and he's showing it. Aaron Rodgers is growing to love this guy. And he has a chance to be a really good one. I, I wouldn't even worry about Christian Watson at this point. I don't see a whole lot there yet. I'd ride the Dobbs train while you can. Yeah, no, I like Dobbs. All right, so mine is going to be Alec Pierce. So I'm not sure I would feel comfortable starting any of the wide receivers in Indy. Um, Matt Ryan is just playing like crap. I have Pittman on my team. And I got to tell you, that guy will not see my starting lineup until I see something out of Ryan and see something out of uh, Pittman. I was really excited after week one and week two, but uh, I, I just want nothing at all to do with any of those receivers on that team. But Matt Ryan loves throwing the ball to Pierce, though, and and maybe that's because he catches all the poorly thrown balls that uh, Ryan throws. So, All right, so Jim, who do you have? Uh, my guy is Darius Slayton. 
Darius Slayton's a guy that I fell in love with about three years ago, thinking he was going to be the next Giants number one all big deal wide receiver. And he just kind of fell off the face of the earth, especially when Daniel Jones came in. There wasn't a connection. But you know what? Daniel Jones doesn't have any other fucking choice now because he doesn't have any other wide receivers. Darius Slayton's got talent, and he finally showed it today. Came out big with, with six receptions for 90 yards, and I, I think going forward, he's going to be the number one guy there. Wandale Robinson is a rookie. They're going to try to work him in, and he could eventually be the number one guy. But for the at least for the next couple bye weeks or so, Darius Slayton, I think, is a, sla- a, a safe pickup uh, to have instant production if you need it. So Jim had Darius Slayton in the slow cooker for that last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> and it's finally cooked. It's finally ready. <laughs> All right, Mike. So who is your next guy? All right. This guy I almost picked up this week instead of, uh, I picked up Duvernay to cover uh, Bateman being out. But uh, I, it's Khalil Shakir of Buffalo. He, he was a favorite of many of the wide receiver gurus out there uh, pre-draft, especially uh, Matt Waldman and his rookie scouting uh, profile. He loves Shakir, and he his uh, extensive research shows that the closest wide receiver Buffalo has to Stephon Diggs' skill set is Shakir. So if anything were to happen to Shakir or to Diggs, you're going to want Shakir. And he had, he did have a touchdown today, and he had had what was would have been a really long catch, but he wasn't watching his feet, and he stepped out of bounds after about 20 yards. And then he had let another real easy catch go right through his hands. So, but remember, he's a rookie and he's learning. But he, he, he's. I think he's got a future on that team. Yeah, those hips don't lie. All right. So uh, for me, I am going to say Devonta Smith, and I don't know if he's out there in some of those leagues. Um, some of your more shallow leagues, he may be out there. But you know, he's getting a lot of targets from Hertz. Uh, he had 18 receptions coming into this week. And, you know, at the time that we were recording this, he had 10 receptions at at that point. So, uh, you know, just in this week alone. So, you know, almost, well, a little over half of what he had coming into the, coming into the game. So I would definitely go out and get him. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. So Mike, who do you have next? All right. This is a guy that's silently putting up points. He may be out there in some leagues, especially smaller leagues but it's David Njoku. He had another workmanlike effort today, six catches for 88 yards, and he continues to be a force for a growing offense. I think he's going to be even better when Watson gets in there. But I think this is the third week in a row, and Njoku has seen his numbers go up, and he's putting up numbers of a starting tight end right now. Yeah, he sure is. All right, so Jim, who do you have next? Fluky, and we probably already missed the guy's biggest game of his life. But with the with the the tight ends that are out there, and the such incons the the two points, the three points, the two points that you're getting out of your tight end. Hey, man, Taysom Hill in most fantasy leagues is listed as a tight end. Yes, he just had three rushing touchdowns and a throwing touchdown, and we just missed that shit. But I think as long as Andy Dalton's in there, it seems like there were more plays. There was more room for Taysom Hill to. Uh, do his skills. Now, he, he ain't going to score four touchdowns every week, but man, at this point, if I can get a throwing touchdown from my tight end, I think I might take that. I'm probably going to eat some zeros uh, along the way if you play them consistently, but at this point, I'm almost willing to take the risk. No, I think that's a good call. 
So my uh, tight end pick is going to be Zach Gentry. So Pat Fryermuth went out today with a concussion. If he's not available next week, then Gentry will be the tight end for Pittsburgh. And he was targeted six times and had five catches today for 43 yards. Uh, they're playing against Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay is, you know, they give up some points to tight ends. So I would definitely look at Zach uh, Gentry. Again, this is only if Pat Fryermuth is out. So, Jim, uh, why don't you get us started on the running backs? The guy that I've liked since uh, preseason, and that's Joshua Kelly. Uh, I, 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 they signed Sony Mich- Michelle. It looked like it was going to be Michelle and Eckler, but I think today proved, especially if Eckler, or no, more precisely, when Eckler gets hurt, I think Joshua Kelly's the guy that's going to take his role. He's the more complete back. Now, Michelle is there, and he's always going to be there, and he's always going to have a small role. But I think if Eckler were to go down, it's going to be Kelly's job. And he's the younger the younger one, and I actually, you know, his skill set, I think he's a more complete back than Eckler, if you ask me. Nobody asked me because I'm a chump, though. But <laughs> I, I just really like what Kelly— Kelly could be a league winner when Eckler goes down. Yeah, no, I like Josh Kelly. All right, so Mike, who do you have? Okay, I know I'm going to cover this guy, but I'm not sure I'm a believer in this, and it's Tyler Algier. He did look decent today, and he did get the most carries out of the running backs on that team, but that's that's like being a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest, really. I mean, that's a, it's a bad team, and it's... Plus, you've got Damian Williams coming back, so... Yeah, he he it could very well be Damian Williams leading the team in carries next week. So, but right now it, it's looking like it's going to be Algier. So I I would think he's the pickup for now. Yeah, no, I I I like Damian Williams. Um, when he comes back off of IR, which I think is supposed to be this next week. He's a dud. Now I like Algier, and I actually in our league traded for Algier. All I know is Corderell Patterson is a fucking stiff. And the holes Patterson is running through. Now, granted, it was not against Tampa's run defense. Today was a bad barometer for what Algier, really any of those running backs could do. But against lesser teams, Patterson was running through just 20-foot wide holes every time. When when Cordero Patterson's get, gaining 140 yards, he ain't breaking a lot of tackles. He, yeah, a little bit with his little stand-up running style, but... There's just be some monster holes being made. I like this Atlanta running game. And it's just, you know, they're a bad team. I don't know how well it's going to work against the best teams in the league, but I, I kind of really like Algier. Okay. All right. So uh, my next pick is going to be Tevin Coleman. So San Francisco used him a lot today, which I was shocked because they just brought him on. And, you know, he's familiar with that offense after being with the team the last couple of years. He is a fill-in for bye weeks or two, but I, I truthfully think that the rookies will step in again once they're back from injury. But again, you, you, you know, you've got to give it to the guy because he's been on this uh, team the last couple of years. He's familiar with it. They used him a lot today, and he scored. So Here, Here's where I apologize. A couple weeks ago, and I'll probably be dropping him this week, I told you to go out and pick up Marlon Mack. I didn't know Tevin Coleman was even on their radar. Tevin Coleman's kind of filling the role that I envisioned Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack's still on the practice squad, but as long as Tevin Coleman's on this team, I don't think Mack's going to have the chance that I thought he was going to have. So drop Mack, 
listen to Larry, get Coleman. Yeah, and and I apologize to anybody that ever listened to him about picking up Mac. <laughs> Dude, I were gonna say Teddy Bridgewater there for a second for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mike, who do you it have? It wasn't next? his fault. <laughs> Mike, who do you have next? The next guy is the feel-good story of the day and for the last couple of weeks, and that's Brian Robinson of the Washington Commandos or Commanders or Jackasses or whatever they are this week. He was, just, he was just activated, and he actually led the team in carries today. And I think Antonio Gibson's fine with that, and he's okay going to return kicks. It's a true feel-good story, and I just see him getting better as time goes, and I believe he'll be starting, if not next week, the week after for sure, and that it's going to be the Brian Robinson show. Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely a feel-good story, and you like to see, you know, after what he went through in the offseason – that he's back to play in the game that he really loves to play. And I think that he is going to be a quality starter here coming soon. And if Carson Wentz doesn't do anything, man, is that offense going to do anything? Taylor Heineke, he's going to be my waiver pickup next week. It's not this week, but probably next week. Carson Wentz sucks. Yeah, he's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. That pick he threw at the goal line was just ridiculous. Mind you, I had money on the over in that game. And had the, the, the commandos scored that touchdown, I would have won that bet. And they didn't, and I lost, so I'm not bitter or anything. But, man, I, Terry, I, don't even get me start on this whole Redskin diatribe. Let's just go on. I, I hate the Redskins. <laughs> we all do. I hate, I, I, I hate all of them. Except Brian Robinson. That's a good feel. That's a feel-good story. So, Jim, who is your uh, next running back? Uh, my next running back, I think, is going to be the number one waiver wire pickup. If he hasn't already been secured, it's the rookie on Seattle, Ken Walker III. Um, the, the best thing about Seattle's running game is generally, now granted, they have worked in Walker with Penny just to give him some, uh, some reps. But generally, once they decide on who their running back is, he gets everything. So I just heard that Penny broke his leg. It was, was that it, Mike? Yeah, broken uh, tibia. Yeah, Penny's his career's over. Just drop him now and go get Ken Walker because Ken Walker's a star and he can thrive in this offense. And he'll he's going to get all the reps. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, man. Every time that I hear somebody say, you know, something the third, like Ken Walker the third, the only thing I can think of is uh, Thurston Howell the third from uh, <laughs> <laughs> from Gilligan's Island. It's trying to give him kind of a Luke Skywalker feel with the third, you know, Revenge of the Sith, the third. <laughs> Thurston Howell. The rise, the rise, no, not the rise of Gilligan, the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> there you go. All right, so uh, my next pick is going to be Eno Benjamin. So, you know, Eno, he saw a lot of playing time today. The Cardinals were playing from behind, which won't change anytime soon. James Conner just looks average at best, which means that Eno should get a lot more work. So uh, I definitely would go out and pick up Eno Benjamin if you have a spot. And if you guys had listened to our show a few weeks ago, you'd already have Eno Benjamin because he's a guy we brought up a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, and Connor's just one of those guys. He's just one of those guys that's just eventually he's just going to get hurt. It, I love Eno Benjamin. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, Jim, you have some defenses you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I just want to bring up some early defenses. I mean, quarterback situations change, but as of right now, looking ahead, a couple good defenses 
defensive screens for next week because I've kind of gotten into this business too. Um, Cleveland's probably been dropped. Cleveland's playing at home next week. Uh, they're, they're facing the Patriots coming off a win. The Patriots are coming off a win. Brown's coming off a heartbreaking loss. I think Cleveland's defense, while not a team that you can just ride for the rest of the year, in a spot start here against a possibly a, that third-string quarterback, to what I said earlier, just had these puffed-up completion stats against Detroit. He's going to go into a real stadium against a real defense this week, and Cleveland's going to show him what it's like. And, and the second defense is the, the L.A. Chargers defense, which has been battered basically all through the beginning of this season. They get the Broncos at home next week. Nobody fixes a defense seemingly better than the Broncos. The Broncos ruined my PPR league, made me jump in this gigantic hole because I was all about the Broncos, but the Chargers get the Broncos at home on Monday Night Football next week. Pick them up and start them if you need them. Yeah, definitely uh, anybody that plays the Broncos right now is a get right. Especially, especially at home, especially at home. All right, so before we wrap up, uh, wrap this up, we're going to go ahead and provide you some start-sit options for this Thursday's game which is Washington at Chicago. (laughs) Sorry. I'm telling you, these primetime games are just horrible this this year. Yeah, but they got to include it. They're trying to include everybody. The Bears got to get in there once. Yeah, no, these these Thursday night games have just been brutal. But that being said, said, though, I had a hard time picking a, a sit. Yeah. Uh, it, these two defenses are pretty bad. This could be a pretty high-scoring game. This could be pretty lucrative for if anybody, if you have anybody on these two teams. There's only a handful of guys that I could see even being rosterable, but if you do, it could be productive. Well, on this week with the schedule, too, they're probably like, what two teams can we throw out there on three days less rest and they ain't going to make much difference? And they're like, ah, let's put Washington and Chicago in there. <laughs> yeah, Carson, Carson Wentz and Justin Fields, they won't know the difference. Yeah, there you go. All right, so Mike, why don't you go ahead and kick us off on this one? All right, Oops, this, I didn't see Mike's first start. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, this it, I just got a feeling on this one. It it's it's Justin Fields. If there was ever a week to start Fields, this is the week. Washington sucks, and I mean capital letters sucks. And Fields is going to reap the rewards. Washington's coming into Chicago. It's Chicago's going to they're going to be up for the game. the The fans are going to be nuts at Soldier Field. And I can see Fields having a serviceable to pretty decent game. This is going to be his week. That feeling that you have, that's what they make Rolades for. Yeah, no (laughs) shit. (laughs) But no, truly, man. I mean, it looks like this is, if either team was smart, this should be the the bowl for the number, this should be the toilet bowl this year for the number one pick. The losers just just automatically get the number one pick next year. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so I am going to go with uh, David Montgomery as my start. So, I mean, he's back. Um, you know, he, he came back today. He looked as if he had never been injured. He was running hard. That touchdown that he ran, I mean, you know, that thing was, it, it was actually pretty beautiful. I mean, the fact that he, he you know, did this little spin move and underneath a tackle, I mean, it, it, was, it was nice. So uh, I think that he steps right back in. And, you know, he's going to run the ball like mad against this uh, this Washington defense. Today was telling, man. It was wondering, you know, everybody had to be wondering if it was going to be a 50-50 split with Herbert. But no, man, they just drilled him right back out there. Yeah, no, I, I, I was wondering the same thing. That's why he was on my bench. It's good to see. Yep. All right, so Jim, who do you have as a start? 
All right, this is partly in jest, but I'm 100% sick of Terry McLaurin. If you took Terry McLaurin, you got probably got him in the fourth round. He had that one long fluky, fluky touchdown in week one, and he's done absolute shit since then. He had the big, strong rookie Dotson, two touchdowns, five touchdowns, whatever he had, whatever he had through there. He was out this week. This was going to be the week that McLaurin was just going to go off against a bad Tennessee pass defense, and I was going to trade him next week. Fuck's Kwame Brown. Who's? We're not. I, I just refuse to put him on our waiver wire tip because he's a fluke, and Dotson's going to be back next week. But I, I, I think you should start Terry McLaurin because I'm going to bench him this week. And this is the week he probably goes off. It's almost automatic. So if you need instant production, if you need a captain for your 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 uh, daily fantasy for Thursday, if you're that bored and playing da- daily fantasy for this game, Terry McLaurin's your captain. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Mike, l- let's go ahead and get into the sits. Who do you have for a sit? Okay, this piggybacks off of uh, Larry starting David Montgomery. I'm saying sit Khalil Herbert. The return of David Montgomery ended the feel-good story for Herbert. Montgomery got the rock early, often, and looked good doing it. Herbert got very little play and didn't do much with the little play he got. So I think it's back to the bench with him and have a good time there. Yep. All right, so I I am going to go ahead and say, uh, you know, I I was going to say sit Cole Komet, but actually I'm not going to do that. I, I think that the person to sit, is probably J.D. McKissick because I think that this game is going to be a pretty close game both both ways, and J.D. McKissick is primarily their third down back, a back that you're going to put in there when you're playing from behind, and I really don't think that Washington is going to be behind that much in this game. So I would say that J.D. McKissick is the guy that I would probably sit. Okay, I like that. You know what? I mean, just from the little bit that I saw of the commandos today, McKissick, I think he was on the re- he was the re- uh, supposed to be the receiver for both both of Wentz's interceptions. So I mean, they might be souring on him. It's almost as bad as a fumble nowadays. They might put him in at quarterback instead of Wentz. <laughs> 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 Who cares? Just you guys do what you want. And in that vein, go ahead and sit Antonio Gibson because he's lame and he's old and Brian Robinson is the shiny new thing. And I I think Antonio Gibson is just, he might get the start, but much like uh, Damian Harris for the Patriots and Brad, uh, Brad Penny, what's, what's Penny's name for the, for the Seahawks? Rashad. Rashad Penny. Okay. Why do I want to call him Brad? Whatever. Doesn't matter. I think the same thing's going to happen. I think Gibson might start this game. He's going to get hurt. And this is going to be the Brian Robinson showcase where he just tears the bears up. You could just call him dirty penny. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty penny, little penny, whatever. <laughs> All right. So uh, guys, do you guys have anything else before we wrap this up? No, nah, it's a wrap. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, please follow us and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, to help us grow, please share the podcast with your friends. Please don't forget to follow us on our socials. I can be found on Twitter at fantasy underscore Larry. You can find Michael on Twitter at domination. That's D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. And then Jim can be found at jimruddle at hotmail.com. 
Or you can rub a what is this, Jim? <laughs> he rubbed oh, Jim wants is. you to rub Jim wants you to rub one out in your house and he'll show up. Hey, that that would probably work too. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say rub a, a, a like kind of like a genie with bad information. Not three wishes, but bad information. <laughs> Just rub a various blue vase in your house three times, kind of like the candy man in the heart in the holiday spirit. And I'll appear and I'll just give you bad pick after bad pick. All I see <laughs> on the Google Doc is rub and spew. <laughs> like I said, he wants you to rub one out. To Mo Alley Cox. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. All right. Yeah. So join us later this week when we go over week six start sit options. And then from all of us, thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day. See you next time.